Hello, my name is John Forrester, and this is Out of Character. Today, I would like to discuss one of my favorite tabletop RPGs, Mutants and Masterminds. For the purposes of this, we're going to be using 3rd edition, as that's the one that I've been running games with for the longest period of time. I've also played 2nd edition. They're both good. There's no bad Mutants and Masterminds if you want to pick up an older edition, if that's what you prefer. But you can definitely get the 3rd edition in stores, and it's, to me, it's the best version of the system that they've come up with so far. They, they made everything very streamlined and very easy to understand for new players. So what is Mutants and Masterminds? It is a game where you get to play superheroes. I love superheroes. I love playing superheroes. I love reading about superheroes. I've been drawing superheroes since I was like six years old. I, I failed a math test once because I sat in class refusing and I didn't, I just went through my whole math test like really quick and drew superheroes all over the back of my math sheet and my teacher yelled at me because then I was like, you got a D minus. I was like, I don't care. Can I have the art back? Anyway, superheroes are cool. I love the cover of this book, by the way. It's just awesome. There's like a monk with magic fire coming off of his hands, an alien, a werewolf, some dude just appearing out of a portal, a giant robot, a dude who looks like, he's got like wings coming out of his back, and a guy made of metal. Oh, and a girl who's wearing like a t-shirt that says princess on it. She's got like a t-shirt and jeans on. She's not, she's okay. She's kind of got that no costume thing going on. And it looks like they're just jumping off the top of this skyscraper, rolling down through the sky to smash something that's just off of the page. It's an awesome cover. It makes you want to pick this book up. How many games are there where you get to actually save the world from evil despots on a regular basis if you want to you can play bad guys too in this game if you want to by the way you don't have to play a good guy i'm you know it's it's open-ended to that so if you want to be you know evil you can do that too so bear that in mind as i'm talking about it um my favorite thing about this system easily is actually character creation you'll find that i love character creation if the character creation system in a game isn't very good i'm not interested in it i just wander off to the next thing basically instead of some of the usual ways that you'll find for certain systems. Um, this one relies on something called power points. Depending on the power level chosen by the GM, and they range from 1 being the lowest to 20 being the highest, you'll get a different number of power points. Uh, most people start higher up. Like, I, I've never seen a level 1 game of Mutants and Masterminds. You would have very little to do. You'd almost be like, there are civilians who would have better skills than you. Power level 8 is like masked adventurers. It's, you know, it's kind of like Zoro level heroics. You have a lot of skills, you might have some low powers, like maybe you can fly, not very fast, but you know, unless you want to, you really want to fly. But that's, that's kind of like the, the bar, you know, you've got a mask, you're not saving the world usually, unless, you know, you're saving it from, I don't know, steampunk railroad bandits, which is possible. And you may encounter that. Level 10 is superheroes. It's the standard starting point. It's like you have power. You have a decent enough power points that you can actually have some powers, have some skills, have a little bit of everything, and be a fully formed bringer of justice. Uh, PL12 is big leagues. Power level 12 is the big leagues. You are a member of like the Justice League or um, the Avengers or whatever superhero team defends the world in which your story is taking place. And PL14 is like world protectors. 
you don't deal with anything that is not cataclysmic at this point. You're not fighting purse snatchers. You're fighting like alien invasions solo. They don't call you at that. Once you reach that level of the game, you're just like, I'm not dealing with this anymore. If you do, it's so easy. You're just like, done. I saved the day, and now I'm going to go have some waffles. It's good stuff. Your PowerPoints, basically, when you, you get your PowerPoints, you use those to determine what abilities, what powers, what skills, and what advantages your character has. Abilities are exactly what they are in every game. It's your physical abilities. You know, is your character, does your character have a lot of strength? Is your character very intelligent? Does your character have a lot of presence? Are they someone who's very good at convincing people to come around to their side of things? Or are they very scary? Maybe they can intimidate people into doing things their way. Are they able to, you know, somersault over a, a, a series of obstacles with no difficulty? Or are they going to fall flat on their face when they try to walk, you know, reach for their keys as they're going up the front steps? You can do anything you want with abilities. Some characters are going to have a lot, some not so much. Skills are, they're like your acrobatics. Uh, your 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 athletics. Maybe your characters. Maybe your character has an expertise that they're really good at, and it kind of gives you the ability to have all those things. Uh, there's a wide variety of them. You know, it's everything from acrobatics and athletics to sleight of hand and vehicles. So there's a range of things that you can go with with that. Advantages are little, mostly circumstantial things that allow you to be a bit more effective. Like, let's say, for example, I'm playing a character who is very good-looking. I might take the attractive advantage. Gives me a little bonus. So if my guy's really good-looking, I'd be like, hey, I should take attractive. So when I'm dealing with people, I can be like, hey, I have a winning smile. I'm kind of like Gilderoy Lockhart. You, you want to listen to me. Powers are all your superpowers. There are a lot of superpowers in this game. There are pages and pages and pages of powers in this game. It's everything that you could possibly think of within reason. Um, there's everything from like comprehend, which is your ability to talk to animals, uh, understand other languages, uh, machines, objects, plants, and spirits. That's right. You can understand objects and plants. You could sit there and understand what the curtains say. You're not really talking to them for the record. You're just kind of getting impressions off them, but maybe your character talks to soda cans. Maybe he's crazy. Who knows? I, I would think if I saw a guy who was talking to soda cans and like getting information, I might wonder if I want to let that person be part of my superhero team. But then again, you know, you never know. Stranger characters have existed. But there's, a, I mean, everything from super strength, x-ray vision, super hearing, the ability to change shape, ice breath, uh, heat vision, being bulletproof, being super fast, being able to swim underwater and, and not have to worry about breathing, stretching, pretty much every power you can conceive of is all enclosed in this book and it's just a question of how much you want to put into it um it's the powers are fun i'm not gonna lie it's fun to just look at the power sometimes and think like what kind of power do i want to have um uh, me personally when i'm making a character i try to come up with the back the story before i start looking at the powers because once you start delving into the powers you're gonna be like that's so cool i want to have that power oh man um my favorite thing about the character creation in this book is none of what i just talked about actually it is complications. Complications are amazing. Right in the beginning of the book, there's a whole, there's a little section about complications. Complications are little addendums to your character. You're going to be asked to choose at least two for your hero. For example, 
a complication could be what's your character's motivation? Why are they doing what they do? Some people, maybe they're motivated by just they want to help people. Then you would take, my character's motivation is doing good. They're just out to help. They're not, they have no other motivation than to do the right thing for people. Maybe your character's believes in is a is a patriot okay my character was a soldier and he was exposed to a magical amulet and it gave him superpowers he's super strong he can you know read minds and all this other cool stuff and he can't you know he came back from the war and now he's going to use these powers to help people okay well patriotism he he has a desire to serve his country there's nothing wrong with that there are a lot of other good ones too like, I'm just going to read off some of the examples. Enemies. Do you have an arch enemy? Do you have someone who's out to get you? Complication. Fame. Are you a public figure? Being hurt, being like chased by the media and the paparazzi day and night? Maybe your character's like a celebrity. Um, let's see. what Identity is a really common one. Does your character have a secret identity? That's a complication. Because there's the chance for that to be revealed frequently. Uh, relationships. Does your character have a wife or a husband? Or someone that is important to them. You know, could be anyone who's important. Might be a family member. Rivalry. You know, does your character have someone who they're just always trying to show up? The thing that I love about Mutants and Masterminds is you have the ability to create a world. You have the ability to create a story that is unique to your game. It doesn't have to be just a regurgitation of something that you read in a comic book. Or, you know, an existing story. You can do your own thing. That's the thing that I always loved about this game. When I started playing it, we I made up a city. It was like my first play-by-post, and I made up a city called Titan. And the characters that came out for that game were so varied and just really... They were so different, and I really enjoyed playing that game, and it showed me a lot of what you could do with it. I, I actually revived that game recently, and I again, I got this amazing group of characters. Just to give you an idea of what, what can go on in a campaign, this is a campaign that's been going on... I'd say the better part of a year. Um, so far, they have rescued a trainload of commuters who were under attack by a group of supervillains. They faced down an elder god who dwells in another dimension. They fought a sea serpent. They prevented missiles from blowing up half of Titan City. Uh, they rescued the crew of a disabled miss of a disabled submarine, and they destroyed a small army of skeletons. They also stopped some carjackings. And saved an embassy belonging to one of the characters. That's not... They haven't even met the serious threats in that campaign yet. They're just, like, getting to the point where they're meeting each other. That's all the stuff I've thrown at them just going through the, the early phases of things. Now, if some people are like, that's a lot of stuff. And it is. But it's it's a good group of people. And just to give you an idea of the kind of characters that people make, I could sit here and read the example characters. There are great example characters in the book. If you have no idea, if you're not someone who, you know, I don't know what kind of hero I want to make. In the book, there's a great little section, uh, it's called, which has a bunch of nice character archetypes. They're like battle suits, if you want to play someone who wears a suit of armor that gives them superpowers. Crime fighter, you know, Batman, anything like that. Gadgeteers, cool. Energy controller. Maybe you want to play a martial artist or a mystic, speedster, shapeshifter, any of those. There's a bunch of them in there. So if you're looking for something solid to kind of give you a nice place to build from, there is a nice aid in the book that exists for you. Um, but back to my game, because that's what I want to talk about. There's one character, his name is Technical. He is a reformed supervillain. He has 
he's got armor like with like nano machines that give him all kind of, a wide range of abilities. He's a technical genius. He has a he has a robot that flies around with him named Edison. He has this AI that like gives him information and her name is Madame Curie. He unfortunately, you know, did kill a bunch of people during his days as a supervillain. He didn't kill them. It wasn't his goal to kill people, but it was just kind of collateral damage kind of thing. So he turned himself in eventually. And then he escaped from prison in secret so he could go and help people because he didn't see much point in wasting his life in prison. But he's cool. Uh, there's also Deciduous, who is the creation of one of the villains who lives in Titan City, a guy by the name of Flytrap. He, I guess I should say it, because I don't think he has a gender. It's basically like a plant creature who is trying to understand humanity and it has these abilities and its goal is just to prevent anyone from getting hurt. It can't understand human emotions yet, but it can understand pain and suffering, and its goal is to prevent that. It's That character's been really amazing, because when someone described that character to me at the beginning of the campaign, I wasn't sure how well it would work. It's been amazing to watch that character evolve. It's been fascinating, because he won't actually injure people. He, he emits spores that knock people out. So whenever he gets in a fight, he emits spores. He'll only really start wailing on something if it's inanimate. If I threw stone golems or robots at him, I'm sure he'd go crazy. Uh, there's Orion, who is this super-powered prince from a subterranean kingdom. He's an amazing character. I love this. The, the guy who plays him does such a good job. He writes these amazing bits of dialogue and description. And you just believe that this is the way that this person would take the responsibility of being a future leader of an entire nation and representing his homeland while protecting the world. It's amazing to watch that character. I love him. Uh, there's Sapphire Sorceress, who is... Actually, Sapphire Sorceress was part, was part of a duo that was in the original game I ran, and this is the, characters, the character has evolved. Mystic, magical character. Um, she has uh, taken on the Prima Arcanum, which is like this magical totem, which basically she's tasked with, you know, balancing out the forces of magic in the universe. I love that character. She does really cool things. When, when she showed up, so that, that's the character who has so far taken on an elder god, forced his son into servitude, and she also turned a bunch of missiles into piles of rust. Those were the first three things she did played by an amazing player who I met by play-by-post. Uh, the last character is Astro Girl. Astro Girl is an alien from another world. She has amazing superpowers. And I really enjoy I really enjoy the way this character is played because there are a lot of characters who kind of fit into the alien from another world, superpowers. But the player brings a really unique perspective to it and he, he really kind of goes with... The idea of, okay, this character is a celebrity. Her motivation is to do good in the world. What, what, how would she behave, you know? She doesn't react to things in the way you might expect her to all the time, and that's really fun to watch. And just seeing somebody who's, you know, she, he's really going with a lot of the, you know, the alien. She doesn't understand our culture all the way yet. And it's been really enjoyable to watch. Mutants and Masterminds, really, it's not just a game about superheroes. It's a game about storytelling. What kind of story do you want to tell? Do you want to tell a game where... You just wail on bad guys? You can do that. If you like games that are just a string of violent, you know, we want to smash giant robots and aliens, 
This game gives you everything you need to do that. If you want to do something more intricate and more story-focused and character interaction-focused, it absolutely plays so well to do it that way. And it's really a rewarding experience to see these characters evolve over time and see how the complications play into things and watch these characters grow and evolve. And I just, it's amazing to watch. It's, it's, a, it's a very rewarding game. There are some other cool features in the book that I want to point out. There's a whole section in here about equipment. It's handy. It's got some cool stuff, like if you're putting together a utility belt and you're not sure what kind of stuff you might want to have. So it's got, like, some nice survival gear kind of things. It also has, and this is the thing that I think most people will be really happy about, you can have a base, and there's also a section for vehicles, but you can have a headquarters. Like, maybe your group has decided they need a base from which to fight crime. We want to have a mansion. We're going to have a mansion. That's going to be our thing. And you can do that. So it's really fun to watch the characters kind of, like, acquire these things and take on a base and inter and interact with the world that you're creating. Combat is a little bit tricky, to be honest. Um, pretty much most of the time, it's just basically rolling a d20, comparing your fighting stat to the opponent's parry, and then they are going to roll something called a toughness save to see how much damage they take. There's no health points. You don't lose health. Basically, each time you take a hit, each time you fail to ward off being smacked around, you just you acquire more and more conditions. Like, you know, it starts off like, okay, you take a minus one of future saves against being damaged further. Then it gets worse and worse and worse. You know, oh, you can only take one action and you take another minus one. And if you get low enough, you get knocked out or killed. The thing I think that really works so well with units and masterminds is as i said before it is a game more about storytelling to me than it is about you know making a character whose focus is you know i want to be the best character in the world and i want to be good at combat and that's that's just not it's not an interesting character um the like you can do any kind of story with this game and that's really fascinating like so just reading through reading through the book before i did the podcast today I was looking at some of the things that they kind of talked about doing. Like, maybe, you know, what kind of campaign do you want to do? Do you want to do a campaign that is set in the modern world, but you want to do something where superheroes have just emerged onto the scene? How has society coped with that? There are these humans, these metahumans who have these abilities now, and we have to deal with them. You know, if you want to do something that's very much geared towards, okay, how is society going to deal with this? You know, are people just going to accept the fact that these people are here? Because some of them, I don't think they're going to, you know, are they going to, is it going to kind of go the route of like the X-Men where it's like, you know, these people are going to try to save a world that hates and fears them, or is it going to go a completely different route? That, that's something that you can toy with in character creation and, you know, maybe your character doesn't want to help the world. Maybe your character decides, you know, he's like, well, they don't like me. Fine. I don't like them that much and I'm going to help them as long as it benefits me until someone makes me a better offer. The thing that really has held me to this game more than anything else is I've had so many good experiences with the players who are drawn to this kind of game. It's so open-ended. It's such a unique system. There are a lot of really amazing superhero role-playing games. This one is the most open to your story and your character that there is that I have encountered. 
I love superheroes and I love RPGs. I promise you, I'm not like saying this is the only good superhero RPG out there or the only good the only good version of like how to tell your character's story, but this is the best one that I've come across. And it's also cool because maybe you maybe you don't have an interest in telling your own your own unique story. Maybe you're like, ah, "I don't really want to do my own universe." I want to do Superman. I want to do the Justice League or the Avengers. You can do that. You can make Superman with this book. You can make Iron Man, Captain America, or any of the other superheroes you want to make. I, I actually I did a game using this system recently where it was the Justice League. It was a newly formed Justice League. Basically, the idea was that the Justice League had just been formed, and uh, they, they warded off an invasion by Starro and decided to stay together to prevent further crime on that scale. And uh, what ended up happening was I used a really old villain. uh, That's the dude known as the Calculator. Basically, he had invented a formula, a computer formula that would, like, figure out all the the superheroes' secret identities, and he was going to auction it off to a bunch of supervillains. So we ended up having, like, Batman, Wonder Woman, Superman, Plastic Man, and Green Arrow. And they broke up the auction... And these are people who have never played this game before, and they had an amazing amount of fun with it. And they really got into the system, and it was really a joy to watch people enjoying a new game that much and enjoying getting into the idea of, like, I'm a superhero. I'm going to help people and save the day, and, you know, my cape's going to flap in the breeze because I'm Superman. So it's really cool to introduce your love of superheroes to, a, a you know, kind of a new group of people. Maybe you want to do a Western campaign. I'm sorry, I keep running off of ideas of, like, games you could do. But, like, I'm reading All-Star Western right now. I love All-Star Western, by the way. And maybe you want to do, like, we want to do superheroes in the Old West. Like, like Zorro. We want to do, like, you know, we're going to have, like, Jonah Hex and a Zorro kind of dude. And El Diablo. You can totally do that game. And we're going to have a werewolf. One One of the characters is a werewolf. I guess the thing that I'm trying to get, the, get really, really hammer on with this game is open-endedness. It rewards creativity. It rewards good role-playing with every page. If you are looking for a good role-playing game, this is the one to go for. There are simpler superhero games. That's the big weakness to Mutants and Masterminds, I will admit. It can be a little heavy. Looking through the book, it is... Over 200 pages long. There are a lot of charts. There are a lot of tables. There are a lot of notes on some of the powers. And it can be a little confusing if you're new to the system. So keep that in mind for new players. Don't get frustrated. Don't get bogged down. If you're trying to build your character and you just can't quite manage it, maybe go take a look at some of the archetype heroes to give you an idea of kind of like how how to do it. There's a very good tutorial on how to build characters. So, you know, if you don't want to, if you do, if you're, do, you definitely do want to stick with, you know, just building something from scratch, you can totally do that. But if you want to do something, you know, a little bit, kind of give you a nice skeleton to build your character on top of, there's, the arch, the archetypes are nice. Like, for example, I'm going to look at the construct here. Uh, the construct has all your stats done for you. It has all your powers. And then it gives you options. Like, maybe you want to play an elemental construct. And that gives you the ability of range damage of 10. So my character, for example, is going to be a robot that is the avatar for water. He is an avatar for a water elemental, and he shoots water. 
Or you could go with Soldier. He has a built-in weapon, range damage of 10. So rather than, you know, an element shooting out of this dude's hands, he has a an ion cannon built into his chest, and he just blows stuff up. You could do that. Undead Revenant, you become immortal, and you have the ability to heal. So you're just, you're kind of like a zombie, I guess. Or you could be a wraith and be kind of a ghost. Someone built you to, like, you know, fade through things. So there's a lot of, of nice variety. And that's, that's a character that's pre-made. Just the variety I just described with those, with that one, that's what you get when I just go, I'm going to pick something that's in the book, because this is hard. Oh, I'm going to do this. Oh, I can do this. Make these choices. Yep. Awesome. As I said, it can be a bit hard for some of the newer players when you just hand them the book and say, go. It's very much one of those games that it, it it's very helpful to have someone who has read through the book and maybe played in a few campaigns and kind of has a better understanding of the rules to kind of like guide and help and point things out and make suggestions. It does that does help out a lot. You you have to love a game where you can be a superhero. You have to love a game where you can tell a story because that's what role playing games especially are about. I mean, there's a million any game you can be, you know, I want to be super strong and knock down buildings and fight bad guys. That's that's nothing new. But Mutants and Masterminds is one of those rare games that really encourages role-playing more than anything else. You can really get into what your character would do and, you know, watch something grow and develop. And it's just very, very much of a, a fun thing to GM, too. The GMing for this game, if you're looking to, like, be the game master and run your campaign, it's really fun to make supervillains and mess with people and look at the comp and look at the complications and see how you can use them because people are like I have the weakness of my character can't be exposed to wood his powers have no effect on wood I'm going to throw an army of wooden creatures at you from the word go if I'm using your super you know your your arch nemesis your arch nemesis knows this and he, you know wooden soldiers come out but you know it can be fun to do that if you have never played Mutants and Masterminds, it is worth your time to go pick it up and give it a shot. Find two or three people, play through it. I can't promise that you're going to love the game. I wish I could, but I'd feel bad if you didn't. I can promise you that you you have every reason in the world to enjoy just making a hero. You know, you won't have someone saying like, no, you can't do that. That's not allowed. You can't make that hero because he has... If you're going to make a superhero that has this, they have to have that stat. You can do whatever you want. And that's my favorite thing about Mutants and Masterminds when it comes down to it again. It is very much about your creativity. And, you know, and I know it sounds kind of silly, but I think creativity is a superpower. I think having imagination... And the desire to create things is a really cool superpower. It's not one that everyone has. And it's something that I love seeing in the tabletop gaming community. Um, I've been very rewarded by Mutants and Masterminds. This game has introduced me to some of my favorite players, people who I am friends with and whose company I enjoy and who I look forward to playing games with. There are games where I, I enjoy the game and I've never had a good experience playing it because I didn't like the people that it draws in. So this is not that. It's worth your time to try something new. If you're looking for a new superhero game, give it a shot. Uh, yeah, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you did, please check out our blog. 
it is http colon slash slash truly out of character dot wordpress dot com there's lots of nice things up there uh there's polls and discussions um you know little articles and things like that also if you're interested in the campaign i was talking about earlier in titan with technical deciduous sapphire sorceress astro girl and all those other characters i talked about earlier it's an ongoing campaign and it's a play-by-post so you can all read through it and see what you think um it's on a forum. It's the Penny Arcade Forum and Critical Failure. Just type in uh, the rising cost of justice. They're looking for cool things and some awesome stuff's about to happen. So if you're interested in that campaign, you can go look at that. Well, thanks for listening, guys. I hope you enjoyed the podcast, and I will see you next time. Bye!